0: This devotion is taken from To Live with Christ, a daily devotional book by Bo Geertz. This is the devotion for the Saturday after the third Sunday in Lent. And the scripture reading is from John 9, starting with verse 22, going all the way through verse 41. His parents said these things because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that if anyone should confess Jesus, be Christ he was to be put out of the synagogue therefore his parents said he is of age ask him so for the second time they called the man who had been born blind and said to him give glory to God we know that this man is a sinner he answered whether he is a sinner I do not know one thing I do know that though I was blind now I see they said to him what did he do to you how did he open your eyes He answered them, I have told you already, and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? And they reviled him, saying, You are his disciples, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, Why, this is an amazing thing. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. He answered, And who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. He said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. Jesus said, For judgment I came into this world, that those who do not see see may see, and those who see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees heard these things and said to him, Are we also blind? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no guilt. But now that you say, we see, your guilt remains. This is the word of the Lord. The passage that introduces the devotion is from Revelation 12, verse 10. The accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. At the beginning of Job, we're told how the prosecutor, Satan, comes before God and maintains that if tested, Job would not make the great. And the book of Revelation tells us that the devil, the accuser of our brothers, accuses them day and night before our God. This is a grave situation. When the liar becomes the prosecutor, he doesn't have to lie. He can say dreadful things that are, in fact, true. And he can use God's own law while doing so. Those he accuses have offended God. They are no longer God's children. Should God turn a blind eye and let them come into his kingdom, then the prosecutor would also come in with them, because he is now a part of their nature. This is the best weapon that a person of moral fiber can rely on. God's own law and God's own nature are incompatible with all evil. Satan knows we belong to him. He has the right to possess us. He declares his rights before God because God cannot break his own law. But now Revelation speaks about a strange event. Satan was cast down. We heard Jesus speak about the same event when he said he saw him fall like lightning from heaven in Luke 10, verse 18. Something happened, and the prosecutor can no longer state his case before God. What happened was that God provided a way to save his children without violating his law. Sin is incompatible with God. Evil can't be a part of God or his kingdom. It seemed that the only thing that could be done was to shut out evil. That would mean we would have to stand out in the darkness. When the people would not repent, Jesus could have just returned to heaven and humanity would have gone further down the path they had chosen for themselves. Instead, Jesus went to Jerusalem to settle the score with evil but it didn't happen the way the disciples expected it to happen. They expected him to beat evil into submission. Instead, he offered his life as a ransom. He took upon himself our transgressions. Evil and God would meet in a very different way when God's Son took all our guilt, all our crimes and failures, all our despicableness, vulgarity, and indifference, and made it his own, his own guilt, his own responsibility. When our evil encountered God's holiness, Jesus Christ bore all the consequences. That's when the prosecutor lost his power over us and his right to us. Now when he steps before God, he meets the Redeemer, and he has to be quiet. His best weapon falls out of his hand. If anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only but also for the sins of the whole world, 1 John 2, verses 1 and 2. And the devotion concludes with this prayer. Who can ever thank you enough, Lord, for all you have done? If I didn't have you as my Lord and Savior, I would never dare approach God. I know just what the prosecutor can say. I have received so many wonderful gifts for so many years. Everything has been forgiven many times, yet I am still the antithesis of your love. I know that you want only good for me. You take responsibility for all my guilt. You have taken my lost cause upon yourself. I can only thank you, Lord, and pray that I can at some time and in some way show you how wonderful it is to believe and to belong to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.